Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grant Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, how y'all doing today? Day Friday, last day of the week. Before I get started, though, man, I'm, I just want to let you guys know how frustrated I am, you know, in myself, honestly. I recorded a whole show for you guys on Wednesday. You know, I recorded a whole show, and, you know, I, I, I get done with the show, or Wednesday, I, I don't even know if I said Wednesday or not. Uh, I was recorded a whole show for you guys on Wednesday, as promised. Like I, you know, said I was gonna do Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. Uh, get done recording the show, and you know, I go to upload the show, and it's not there. I'm looking through my files, looking through my files, it's not there. Um, I literally do not know what happened. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I did. Uh, I I don't know if you remember on Monday I told you guys that I would um that I would be switching to another hosting site. That means nothing really for you guys. It it means that it, it, it I guess it kind of does mean something for you guys, but it means more. You know, uh, I guess what it means for you guys is you guys to be getting a consistent show without having without me having to lose files because that's what it's come down to. Uh, you know, it's happened a few times where, you know, I record a show and the files just automatically just somehow magically just delete. Um, and I don't like that because, you know, that makes me look bad because I'm coming telling you guys that you're going to have a show. You guys don't have a show. Uh, but that won't happen again. Without further ado, though, uh, let's go ahead and kick off to the show. Make sure you guys uh, leave a rating for the show. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, make sure you catch us live. Catch me live on YouTube uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, seven forty-five a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, sorry, seven forty-five a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Nine forty-five a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Live on YouTube. RTF Production. Uh, that's normally where I do a, a lot of my predictions at uh, on that show uh, because it's more geared towards the you know foot the football aspect of it. Uh, so um, without further ado, let's just jump in, man. We had a um, we had a, a game last night, Thursday night football between the um, Cincinnati Bengals and the uh, 
and the uh, Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals won that game 34-23. Uh, if you watch me on RTS Sports Live, uh, you notice that I did pick the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to win this game yesterday morning. And it really wasn't, you know, because I really trusted either, you know, Andy Dalton. It's just, you know, I thought that, you know, being that the Cincinnati Bengals were playing at home, uh, the Baltimore Ravens was on a couple days rest with a, with a travel day being both teams had just played on Sunday, you know, now they got to get on a plane or however they got from Baltimore to Cincinnati, you know, uh, which I'm pretty sure is a plane, obviously, uh, you know, they got that travel day. I'm sure they probably wasn't traveling, you know, the day before the game, but even if they were, you know, they had just played on Sunday, you know, they, now they sleeping in hotels while the Cincinnati Bengals get to stay at home. And later on in the season, uh, that might not, play that big of a factor but being that it's so early in the season you don't really know which which teams is which now who is who who's going to be where at the end of the season uh this was the safe pick for me and you know it started out really bad for the for the uh baltimore ravens uh they they kind of started to make it a game in in the second half but uh you know andy dalton came out and him and aj green they came out absolutely on fire i mean you know, Andy Dalton finished the game 24-42, 265, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Joe Flacco was 32 of 55, 376 yards, two touchdowns, and two costly picks. And he had another fumble. Um, A.J. Green had three catches in the first half, all four touchdowns. Three catches, three touchdowns in the first half. He kind of leveled out in the second half. He only came out with, with two catches in the second half. Uh, but he ended the game with three touchdowns, three first-half touchdowns. Uh, Andy Dalton had four first-half touchdowns. It seemed like in the first half, man, that offense was clicking on all cylinders. Uh, it seemed like Andy Dalton was in sync with all of his receivers, uh, especially A.J. Uh, AJ Green and Boyd. Uh, he was using them. Boyd was their leading receiver last night, you know, He and he added a touchdown. I believe he was, had six catches for, I believe it was like 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, he was, he was the target, you know, um, last night. But, you know, I... This, this this game played exactly how I thought that it would. You know, um, on Joe Flacco's first interception to Crabtree, you know, even if the safety wouldn't have picked that ball off, I'm not even sure Crabtree would have even caught that ball. And this is why I didn't believe in the ball. This is – he was probably the main reason, you know, above all reasons why I didn't pick the, um, the, the Baltimore Ravens to win this game because – I'm not a believer in Joe Flacco. You know, he had that one magical run um, the year that they won the Super Bowl where he didn't throw any picks during that whole postseason. But this is Joe Flacco. This is who he's been throughout his whole career. He's been an up-and-down quarterback. He's been a decent quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't even say good, honestly. He's been a decent quarterback, you know. Um, and he showed last night he's just a decent quarterback. That's what he is, um, which prompted – you know, the Baltimore Ravens and Ozzie Newton, you know, to pick Lamar Jackson in the first round because they, they you know, they feared that this Joe Flacco would resurface himself. You know, everybody overreacted from, from week one when they played the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that's god-awful, you know. No matter how good your defense is, I don't care how good your defense is. And the Buffalo Bills have a solid defense, you know. And, you know, people was going overboard because Joe Flacco went crazy in that first week. Oh, man, he's back. You know, uh, Troy Aikman said it all last night. Uh, he's not hurt anymore. You can tell he's not hurt. Well, I couldn't tell because he looks like the same Joe Flacco to me. You know, the same Joe Flacco that he's always been to me. Uh, 
you know, but people overreacted from week one, you know, from playing the Buffalo Bills and uh, to the point, it doesn't matter how good your, 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 your defense is. When your offense is constantly getting three and out, three and out, four plays and uh, four plays, punt, four, uh, interception, turnover, three, three and out, three and out, punt, 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 your defense gets tired. It, it, like, it doesn't matter how good you are when you're out there on the field 30, 40 plus minutes a game inconsistently. It, you know, that you're, you're bound to break. And, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter how good you are. As good as I think the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is um, and, you know, uh, Minnesota defense, you know, if their quarterback every single series was three and out, see now the one thing that Jacksonville got to work in their advantage is they has a if is they have a running game. Leonard Fournette kind of keeps it balanced and it keeps them resting a little bit more than you know if they were just having Blake Bortles throw fifty five passes like Joe Flacco last night or a Nathan Peterman you know the week before and Josh Allen you know uh you know and the bills named Josh Allen as they started you know I don't know if he'll be much better I wasn't a believer in Josh Allen every year we have this this one um every year we have one quarterback that wasn't on nobody radar and you know these analysts like Mel Kuyper and Todd Mache these guys hype these guys up to be first round draft picks if they were so good on now this is this is my way of thinking if they were so good why didn't we why why are we hearing about them at the end of the year? You know, we hear about everybody else doing the year. At the end of the year, there's always gonna be that one guy that played at a at a at a smaller division one school or division two school that they come out and say, Yeah, this guy is the best passer in the NFL. I mean, in in this whole draft. You know, this guy, if I'm putting my money on a guy, this'll be him. You know, they they do that every year. They did it with they did it. With, with Joe Flacco, you know, um, it happens every single year. But if you're that good, then why haven't we heard about you until the end of the year when they doing when college football goes on for months? You know, I'm not going to believe in Josh Allen, just like I, you know, uh, he came in the game last week and show why I don't believe in him. But the Baltimore Ravens wasn't playing the the Buffalo Bills last week. You know, uh, the, that team looked defeated. If you watch that Buffalo Bills game. Uh, they looked defeated. The defense just didn't carry anymore. The offense wasn't scoring any points, you know. And and you know, watching that game going back to week one, I, I, I it's funny because I was watching Kevin Benjamin. I was like, I wonder uh, if he still think uh, he's gonna do better without Cam Newton. Wonder how that's working out for him. That's why you shouldn't open your mouth. But um, the this was a division game right here, you know. And Cincinnati came out uh, at home. And they came out firing. Started out a little slow, you know, three and out, punt, boom. But then they got it right on track. Uh, that one slant, that quick slant to uh, A.J. Green, uh, his second touchdown, uh, Andy Dalton put that ball in a small window. I mean, that window was really tight. I mean, tight, tight. And A.J. Green did a good job of catching the ball with his hands and getting the defender off of his back. Um and then, you know, it was a race to the, excuse me, it was a race to the end zone from there. So, you know, um, it seemed like I never burp, honestly, until I get on the radio. And it seemed like it always comes out. That is so annoying to me. But um, A.J. Green, he did a good job catching the ball with his hands, getting the defender off of him, foot race to the end zone. Next time, 
you know, they come down and he's matched one-on-one against Marlon Humphrey. Now, this is my thing with Alabama DBs. They're not good. The, I mean, that's just the, 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 the reality of it. Um, you know, that's, that's, that, that's just it. Landon Collins kind of is the exception to the rule, but Landon Collins is just nothing more than a big hitter. Alabama always had big hitters at, at, at safety. Yeah, and then you're going to br- – and I know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, but, you know, he had all those interceptions, you know. Yeah, because they know he's not a good he, – they, they, they know that he can't catch the ball. So nine times out of ten, if, if, you, if you're, if you're um, a sorry DB – and I'm not saying Landon Collins is sorry because he's one of the top DBs in all of the NFL – Top, sorry, DBs, as far as cover, what you think guys are going to do? What you think quarterbacks are going to do? They're going to test you more than they're going to test the other guy over here on the other side that can actually cover. Jalen Ramsey don't get as many balls thrown to him last year as A.J. Boye did, right? So, you know, the emergence of Jalen Ramsey is the reason why A.J. Boye was able to do what he do, you know? And that's Alabama DBs to me, you know? They're, 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 they're not that good to me, you know? They, they, they're, they're good in college because... It's to me it's easy when you're playing uh when you're playing with with um twenty-five other uh ESPN three hundred U athletes and the other team probably only got two, two or three. You know, every year Alabama's reloading. So, you know, to me I just think the Alabama DBs is not what they were. I you know, I hear Troy Aitman, he's a Marlon Humphrey's a good cover corner. Yeah, until he faces a a, a good receiver that actually know what he's doing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy to be called a good, a good corner when, you know, when you're not really going against some of the best. Um, and I just thought, you know, Cincinnati came out and, you know, they, they tried their best to lose that game last night in the second half. Uh, you know, they, they tried their absolute best, put up 28 points in the first half, came out in the second half and put up six, you know, uh, probably credit the defense, uh, for slacking off a little bit. Or credit the offense, but you know, I seen I've seen a lot of stuff where they were talking about uh during the broadcast, you know, um Andy uh about not running the clock out at the end of the game, uh or at the end of the half. And I like that move by by Cincinnati. I always say, you know, uh you know, I came on here on on Monday and said the same thing about the Chicago Bears, about how they were up so 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 much in that game and then they kinda took their foot off the gas a little bit. And that's what allowed teams to come back. You do what got you there. Like, I, I never understood being conservative and say, yeah, you know what? We got this lead right now. So let's just do what haven't got us there. You know, let's just run the football. You know, let's let's do that. No, this man got four passing TDs, no interceptions in the first half. You do what got you there. You 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 continue to build on the lead. We're going to stomp on their throats. That's 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 the thing of it. You know, I remember we played in the state championship game, you know, um, back when I was in high school, uh, my junior year. And, you know, we got off the bus and, you know, the other team coaches was talking trash to our coaches. And, you know, we got in the locker room pregame before the game. And, the, and you know, our offensive coordinator say, we're not going to let up. We're going to bust the score. We're going to bust the lights on the scoreboard on them. That that you have to do what got you there, man. This is the NFL. This ain't this ain't you know summer camp league. You know where where oh we gotta have mercy on our opponents. No, it's your job to stop me. It's my job to score. It's your job to stop me. And I don't care about running up the score. 
how, how is a grown man talking about running up the score? Because that's what happens a lot of times in the NFL. It happens in the NBA all the time. You see they got a big lead, and then the players get mad that somebody scored at the end of the game. Well, how about you stop me instead of giving up, you know? You should be more mad at yourself for giving up than, than me actually scoring. So, listen, I agree with that strategy by, by Cincinnati. We're going we're gonna to continue to put our foot on the gas, and we're not going to let up. I like that. You know, that defensive line by Cincinnati, although they lost a key member last night in Mike Johnson, Geno Atkins, you know, in the crew, they was putting constant pressure on Joe Flacco all night last night. Uh, one thing to know, I thought Joe Flacco um, was holding on to the ball a tad bit long. Even, you know, it, you know, comes to mind that last fumble that he had. Williams came on a safety blitz. He literally came from the other side of the, the, the other side of the field all the way around, ran into Geno Atkins, chased him all the way to the other sideline just to get that sack. There's no reason why that ball should, should still be in your hands, you know, at, 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 at that time. There's no reason why. You know, I thought on the interception, the, the second interception, you know, I thought he held on to it too long, and he done that all night where there were supposed to be sacks, and then all of a sudden he just tried to throw the ball at the last minute. And I thought that's what happened, and it cost him that time. It worked for him a couple times in the game. But, you know, it's going to cost you more times than not. And, you know, now where do the Cincinnati, being, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens go from here? You know, they, they did bring in Lamar Jackson. I honestly don't believe Lamar Jackson is the answer either. Uh, You've seen the pass that he's thrown high, higher over the tight end's head. That's Lamar Jackson. He's inaccurate. Uh, I wouldn't have went with that quarterback, you know, but, you know, they, they think he's going to be more electric. This two-quarterback system, it does not work. It does not work. This two-quarterback system does not work, especially when the second quarterback that you have that's coming in is not a polished passer. When the defense is just going to pin their ears back because they know, listen, even if he does pass the ball, it's probably going to be in in inaccurate, and we probably got a good chance of picking this thing off. Uh, when the defense get to pin their ears back and say, yeah, man, Lamar Jackson is in the game, we already know what's going to happen right now. You know, he, he may throw a pass. But, you know, I'm going to take my chances that he's going to probably zone read or something to that effect. So the Baltimore Ravens, honestly, they got a lot, you know, to um, they have a lot to uh, to work on. Uh, I hope that they wasn't taking that week one victory over the bull, uh, the bulls <laughs> over the bills. Oh, oh, I hope they wasn't taking that week one win over the bills to heart as if they were ready. To, to, to really compete in that division. Now, another thing that kind of, you know, um, worries me is my um, my AFC North pick. You know, I pick, you know, I I, I picked the, 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 the Steelers to win that division uh, without Le'Veon. I'm not sure uh, what's going to happen with that division now. Uh, so we definitely going to have to keep a close eye on it. Cincinnati is, 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 um, is in control of that division right now, uh, you know, the Steelers and the Browns, they tied, so neither one of them get a notch there. Uh, and now the Cincinnati Bengals is the only undefeated team in that division, I guess you could say, without the Steelers and the Browns since they neither one has lost a game. Uh, but Cincinnati is the only real undefeated team in that division, and now they had they 1-0 in, the, in their division. So, you know, that division is wide open. You know, uh... Moving right along, uh, we got the Patriots and the Jacksonville Jaguars um, rematch from the AFC Championship last year um, where the Patriots won that game. 
Uh, they held Gronk to one catch for 21 yards before he got um, put out the game with a concussion uh, by Barry Church. You know, there, there's been some talking back and forth between Jalen Ramsey and Gronkowski, mostly on Jalen Ramsey's side. Jalen Ramsey kind of reminds me of myself when I play football, you know, when I play any sport. I don't take any prisoners. I don't care who you are. You could be my friend. You could be my girlfriend. You could be my daughter. You could be my son. You could be my best, best friend. You, it, it doesn't matter who you are. If we're on separate teams, if we're on separate teams and it comes time to play, there is no friends. I don't, I don't know you. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, back when I was in high school, everybody had their spring game, obviously. But we have our spring game, you know, we'll put the first team offense on, on, on one team, first team defense on the other team. And my best friend, you know, he, one of my best friends, he played defense, you know. And we used to go at it because there's no friends on – listen, after practice, we could talk, you know. Uh, you know, while we're at home, we could talk. Whenever we step into that line, I'm trying to kill you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to murder you. I'm trying to, listen, I'm trying to make you look bad. That's what I'm trying to do. And that's, you know, that was some of Jalen Ramsey comment. You know, he even mentioned, you know, if my grandma was out there, grandma going to get hit too. And I'm with him. That's the dog I like in Jalen Ramsey. You know, that's one thing I like about Jalen Ramsey. And sometimes you got to play with that edge. That's sometimes that's the edge that you need to play with. You know, one thing I, I will say though, you know, he did say, you know, Gronk ain't as good as people think he is. Now, I don't know where Jalen Ramsey come up with 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 that from that Jalen Ram. I mean that 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 he he he's not as good as you know people as people say he is. Gronk is every bit as good as people say he is. That's that's who he is. Gronk Gronk is that good. You know, uh, it's it's not a it's not a gimmick. It's, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a fake, you know, Gronk is that good. He may be one of the best tight ends to ever play this game. If not the, well, he's already one of the best. Let me rephrase that. Gronk is one of the best tight ends to ever play this game. You know, he is one of the best to ever play this game, but he might just be the best tight end to ever play this game already in, 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 already in his career, in the eight years he's been in there, or the, the, the nine years he, he's been in the league, 481 receptions, 7,300 yards, seven, 77 touchdowns as a tight end. You don't even get those kind of numbers from, 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 from receivers. Here we are. We got a tight end with 77 receptions. That is insane. He is every bit as good as advertised, you know, and, you know, Jalen Ramsey defensive coordinator said the same thing. Like whoever don't think whoever think Gronk is overrated, it's crazy. You know, Jalen Ramsey kind of shrugged it off. But I think Jalen Ramsey do that to, to put me, I, me and Jalen Ramsey is kind of the same where we kind of over. Well, we kind of undersell people, you know, because that's who we are. You know, you know, our nature like, yeah, he ain't that good. You know, he ain't really that. He ain't really as good as people say he is. So I kind of get where Jalen Ramsey coming from. Do I really think that that Jalen Ramsey think that um that he's not as good as 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 he really is? No, no, I don't think Jalen Ramsey's that crazy. He watched enough film to know Gronk, Gronk is the real deal. And had it been from back surgery, elbow surgery, and all these other surgeries that that, that Gronk has had, that that's had that has sidelined him and put him out, that seventy-seven touchdowns would probably be more. That seventy-seven touchdowns 
will, will probably be somewhere like 90, 95, maybe 100. Who knows? You know, he's missed a lot of games due to uh, due to uh, injuries, you know, the knee and the elbow. He's missed a lot of games, you know. Uh, so who knows? That 77 receptions could possibly be, you know, a lot more. He's only played, you know, two full seasons, you know, um, I mean, yeah, he's only played two full seasons and it hasn't been since his first two years in the league. You know, he, he he's missed games every other season. 2013 or, or sorry, I'm sorry, 2012, he misses five games. 2013, he misses nine games. You know, for, in 2014, he missed one game. 2015, he missed one game. 2016, he misses eight games. Last year, he misses two games. You know, so who knows what Gronkowski would do if he would have played at least even half of his career most of the games in the season. You know, so yeah, Gronkowski is every bit as good as advertised. He he is he is that good, you know. Uh, So this game is going to be interesting to see. I won't pick this game here because I'm pretty sure this will be one of the the games that we're going to pick on RTF Sports Live uh, on YouTube on Sunday, uh, 7.45 a.m. Eastern uh, Mountain Standard Time, 9.45 Eastern Standard Time. I'm sure that'll be the game. So I'm just giving my overall analysis of what I think about that game. And then we're going to stay tuned for on Sunday to find out who I pick on this game. Uh, moving right along, though, man, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys is going to play uh, the New York Giants on Sunday. Uh, Landon Collins, speaking of him, you know, I talked about him a little earlier. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's been on the record saying, which is what I've been saying all year. It's not like he said anything, you know, worthwhile or, you know, crazy, you know, but teams are looking for every, every, everything to be a slight, you know, uh, but I said it, you know, and that, uh, Landon Collins said, all we have to do is stop the running game and make that Prescott throw the ball. Listen, that's the recipe that's the recipe to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I've always said that, you know, um, without without um, Ezekiel Elliott, will we even be talking about that Prescott? Tony Romo probably would still be playing quarterback right now for the Dallas Cowboys had it not been for Ezekiel Elliott. See, Ezekiel Elliott played so good in their rookie year. You know, he played absolutely amazing their rookie year, 2015, 2016. I'm sorry, 16, 20, yeah, 2016. He played amazing, which causes your rookie quarterback to play amazing. You know, uh, when you don't have to worry about anything, you know, when, when, when you can hand the ball off to your running back and, and he can get you 10 to 12 yards a pop. When he getting you 100, 150 yards, you know, a, a, you know a, a game in his rookie year, it's not hard. You know, it's, it's really not hard to be that good of a quarterback if you're at least decent. Now, I never said that Prescott isn't you know a decent quarterback i'm just saying a lot of people put that prescott in this upper echelon of quarterbacks and he, he's not there he's not a polished passer yet and you know this goes back to his time going back and um going back to um all the way to uh mississippi state he's never been a polished passer never you know he he's never been that kind of guy you know at Mississippi State, he had a good running game, and they played good defense. That's SEC way of playing football, and you just don't lose us the game. Make make the throws that you should make, and make some of the throws that you probably shouldn't make. You know, that's that's that Prescott. You know, and you know, I got some stats here. You know, he's in his last seven in his last nine games, seven of those games he's been under two hundred yards, 
and has not thrown a touchdown. And in six, I'm sorry, seven out of the nine games that he he's played, he's been under 200 yards passing. In his last six, in his last six out of nine, he's only thrown one touchdown. That's that Prescott for you. Can you can you guess what Ezekiel Elliott numbers was? Yeah, they wasn't good. That's that's Dak Prescott. You know, when he doesn't get that good uh, running game, that good solid game from Ezekiel Elliott, and you, you you ask him to do things, he cannot do it. He was under 200 yards again last week, you know, against the Carolina Panthers. Can you imagine what Zeke numbers was? Under 100 yards again. Cha-ding! That's Dak Prescott for you guys. He's not the savior for this team here. He's not. This team goes as Ezekiel Elliott goes. When Ezekiel Elliott do good, the Dallas Cowboys do good. Not when Dak Prescott do good. You know, Dak Prescott needs help. Dak Prescott needs Ezekiel Elliott in order to be good. That that's 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 how this works, you know. So uh I'm looking, you know, now, but the one thing that Dak Prescott is holding on to right now is the last time I faced you guys, I put up I put up 332 on y'all with three touchdowns 20 for 30 so if, if he's hanging his hat on anything else that's what he's probably hanging his hat on right now last time i put up three bills on y'all with three tds so you know this game is going to be interesting oh uh, i'm not going to pick this game either uh but this game is going to be interesting but i've always said it this team goes as ezekiel Elliott goes not as that prescott goes you know, nobody is sitting around saying, you know what, man, that Prescott is, uh, that Prescott is, uh, you know, he, you know, we're, we're game planning for that Prescott, you know, this week, you know, that, that Prescott can sure spin it, boy. You know, he, he can sure spin it. No, no, nobody is doing that. Nobody is doing that. Defensive coordinators is, is worried about how they're going to stop you know, Ezekiel Elliott. That's, that's their main concern. That's their main focus. You know, how are we going to stop Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, and then we can worry about that Prescott. Because that's basically what Landon Collins said. Let's stop Ezekiel Elliott from getting off and make that Prescott put the ball in there. What is that telling you? That means they got no respect for that Prescott and his passing abilities. And none. Absolutely none. Not to mention, who is he throwing the ball to? What receivers now does he have to throw the ball to? And that's what probably the experts is probably going to be, be saying. Oh, he got nobody to throw the ball to and this and that. Well, who fault is that? Who fault is it that he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to? Exactly. Moving right along, man. Uh, I was going to cover this on Wednesday, but obviously, like I said, the file didn't, 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 didn't uh, work out. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, there's been some things saying that Tom Brady saying that um, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, more gifted than him, more talented than him. And he said the exact word, you know, because anytime people tell me that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady, I just look and I hate Tom Brady and I hate to have to defend Tom Brady. But I am a realist and I, I and I have to tell it like it is. And there's no bias here. I hate Tom Brady, you know, but. If you're telling me that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady, you are sadly mistaken here. You know, being talented, that's like the conversation that, you know, people always say, oh, this guy got high upside. You know, what is upside? Upside is, 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 is potential. Potential that hasn't been unlocked yet. Who cares about potential that haven't been unlocked yet? You know, I'm talking about what, what, what what's facts, you know? Yeah, he got a stronger arm than Brady. He runs faster than Brady. 
you know, he does just about everything better than Brady except for when when it comes time to it. Because every all I know is every single year, Tom Brady got his team there. He's there every single year. He he got his team in the fold every single year while we sit back and make excuses for Aaron Rodgers. You can be more talented than somebody. That don't mean that you're better than them. Talented don't always equal better. So, yeah, Tom Brady was probably right. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, as you know, is, is more talented than him. But there's no way that <laughs> I'm going to put Aaron Rodgers better than him. Aaron Rodgers got the better receivers. He has the better receivers. And he still doesn't put up the same numbers as Brady put up. Year in and year out. He just does not do it. And, you know, I'm and I'm supposed to sit up here just because, you know, he can come back against the Chicago Bears who play relaxed defense, who doesn't have a good quarterback. I'm supposed to sit up here, you know, and, and you know, say that he's better than Tom Brady. That's that's not what I'm going to do. And that's not how how anything that is definitely not. A, that's that's an unpopular opinion for sure right there saying, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. Yeah. On what planet? Definitely not planet Earth. Not going to happen. That's going to be it for today, guys, though. Make sure that you tune in next week on the Unpopular Opinion Podcast, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also, make sure that you tune into the uh, the RTS Sports uh, live YouTube debate every uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and this upcoming Sunday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 9.45 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. I will see you guys on Sunday. I thank you guys for all the support. Continue to download the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a rating, and I'll see you guys next week.